137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, your guides to the unusual and the strange. And tonight is episode 39. 39. We are creeping on a come up. <laughs> and we don't really have shit to talk about. There's nothing going on that we thought was worthy enough to talk about. So we're going to call this episode Slow News Day. <laughs> So yeah, we don't have a whole lot of anything specific to talk about, so we decided to cash in on the archive of news that we've all been saving up and just hit you guys with a ton of weird and strange things going on in the world right now. So kind of an easy easy listening episode, I think, for yeah. everybody involved. Yeah, so anything new with anybody? Anything exciting going on? No. No. Not shit, huh? Um, you guys may notice some ambient noise more so than usual in the background for me. Um, the highway or street noises may be a bit louder. I just tore down 150 feet of my privacy fence today, so maybe a little louder than normal. Maybe not, though. It sounds pretty quiet outside. But yeah, I spent an hour and a half with nothing but uh, my arms, some Claritin, and a hammer, like a mini sledgehammer, tearing down a fence. It was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Cathartic to say the least. And I didn't get one cut or scrape, so hurrah for tetanus. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Huzzah. Yeah, so I'm tackling that big bastard all weekend. That'll be wonderful. So Well, I suppose we'll just go ahead and jump into it uh with a little bit of Rob's robots. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're used to talking about robots that we can slide into, if you know what I mean. But now we're gonna be talking about a robot that can slide into you. <gasps> what? Uh, the world's first molecular robot capable of building molecules has been created. The scientists in the University of Manchester have created the world's first molecular robot that is capable of performing basic tasks, including building other molecules. The tiny robots, which are a millionth of a millimeter in size, can be programmed to move and build molecular cargo using a tiny robotic arm. Robotic? Robotic. Uh, the ro each robot is made up of 150 carbons, hydrogens, oxygen, and nitrogen atoms. Hmm. Uh, to put it in size context, a billion billion of these robots piled on the tip of each other would still only be the same size as a single grain of salt. Now let that sink in for you. Billions wow. of billions. Um, could be These robots are going to be used for possibly medical purposes, advanced manufacturing processes, and even bu building molecular factories and assembly lines. Um... Uh, Professor David Lee, who led the research at the University School of Chemists, explains all matter is made up of atoms, and these are the basic building blocks from the, from, uh, that form molecules. Our robot is literally a molecular robot constructing uh, construction of atoms, just like you can build a very simple robot out of Lego bricks. So huh. we are getting closer to figuring out nanotechnology where, you know, we can actually rebuild our cells and live forever and this wow. is kind of the first step if you think yeah. about it all they got to do is figure out how to get these computing power into these things and some ai and they could heal us and fix us from the inside oh, out holy shit man or that's somebody, pretty impressive you know could hack it and it could <laughs> get in your system break you down and kill you 
Yeah, and to true. be fair, it's a you heard how small they are. So like a billion of billions and billions of them could fit on a grain of salt. So uh, so that pretty much the, isn't that how they made uh, Jason and Jason X? That's how they brought back like the Robo Jason. What the hell just was? Did you hold up in your hand? I didn't hold up anything. What'd you see? It was his cat. It was in the corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I seen something. I thought I seen a rabbit or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Am I hallucinating? <laughs> no, it's totally jumped on the top of the desk up there to look out the window. It's it's windy and he's seeing new things now because that giant fence isn't up right now. So <laughs> that's crazy shit, though. Still, like, I don't know. When you say like mini assembly lines, what does that mean? Like, uh, pr- basically, factories it means- in your body. Yeah, like so, like maybe they could build like if you have somebody that maybe has HIV or something, maybe uh-huh. they can create assembly lines that can create red blood cells to help fight the blood cells that are getting oh, killed yeah. off. Or you know, it doesn't give me any. Um, it says uh, it says the same the same sort of process scientists use to make medicines and plastics from simple chemical building blocks is what they use to make these nanobots. Wow. Uh, but, and then they said they're operated by scientists by can, adding chemical inputs, which tell the robots what to do and when, just like a computer program. That is wicked. Yeah. V- so, I mean, we're not Wi-Fi? quite there. Huh? Is it like via Wi-Fi? No, they use, uh, it says chemical input, so I'm guessing they put certain chemicals into the into the stream where these things work, and it knows what how to react to those streams. Yeah, I don't, sure. Yeah, I mean, crazy, right? I mean, who would have think? something that small could exist you know uh, we know it exists but i mean you got to think i don't know how the hell you'd even work on something that small you would have to you would have to build molecular you would have to figure out ways for the molecules to build other molecules just to build these molecules right that's because i mean they're man. so tiny well and what's crazy is i told you guys about that guy i worked for out of college who was telling me like if you're reading about it in the news we've had it for 10 to 20 years already yeah, they even talked about that and acknowledged, unacknowledged. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, except they were saying what well, we see the gov- the government's had for we're you know we're a hundred years past that already. Wowzers, that's so. crazy. Well, we'll we'll kind of touch base on that again in a minute because that's going to kind of relate that concept relates to what I'm going to get to here in a few. Uh, I mean, with that, we're just going to jump right into the the rest of the news because that segues perfectly into the beginning here. Um, the first story I've got as far as recent stuff is a double amputee has recently gained control of his robotic arms, and I sent you guys that video. That shit was crazy, right? Yeah, it was. Oh yeah. I mean, it, so basically a new, a new technology created at the John Hopkins um, Applied Physics Laboratory called Modular Prosthetics is allowing this guy who's a double amputee, he lost both arms from the shoulders down uh, 40 years ago during a really bad electrical accident. I guess he was electrocuted and they had to amputate both arms. Um, but by rerouting some of his nerves during a surgery – and then connecting little like sensor diodes to his skin, he's able to control these fully, I guess you'd say proportionate operational robot arms with just his thoughts. And when you watch the video, it looks just like fucking Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man two. I mean, he doesn't have the apparatus, you know, bolted into his body, but it's kind of like a, a girdle almost on both sides of his body. And He's got these really sweet, fully operational hands, like actual hands with five digits, um, touch pads, everything else. And it shows this guy like, you know, picking up uh, balls and putting them in cups and just moving different things, doing everything we take for granted on a daily basis. He's now able to do after 40 years. 
can you imagine not not wiping your ass for 40 years? <laughs> and now Taking you have that a little Tyrannosaurus Rex arm that can do it for you. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but they're not really even T-Rex arms, man. They were full, like, elbow, wrist, I mean, everything. They, they were. They were just, like, very skeletal, though, because, you well, know, yeah. there's no, like, muscle or anything to it. So it just looked very mm. odd on a, you know, a guy with a big old beer belly. And then they have, like, skeletal <laughs> arms. Like, <laughs> right. Claws. Right. Skeletor's grandma likes that. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose, you know, once they finally release it uh, to the public, they'll probably put some kind of dressing on it, you know, Um, some prosthetic muscles or prosthetic arms or something like that, synthetic skin. No, fuck that. I want want people's looks to see me when I got that robot arms on. With your pistons and your hydraulics everywhere. That's right. (laughs) Fuck all that. If I got robot arms, I'm going to show them off. Right. I, I think any anybody who's an amputee that has, you know, a prosthetic, I hats off to them. I'm, I'm in such admiration for them, you know, walking and, and everything else. But I'm always more amazed when I see somebody with like a prosthetic leg for, uh, per se. And it's just that like uh, bendable blade, you know, that comes down for like athletics or, you know, they don't doctor it up with a lot of, you know, fake skin and stuff. You just see like that real steampunk, you know, metal apparatus coming down. I don't know. That to me... I mean, everybody has their reasons, but it's it's so much more badass looking. And that's shitty for me to say as the guy that has fully functional arms and legs. But it just looks cool. Like, oh, my God, look at that guy in that rad prosthetic leg. So this dude, he'd be the talk of the town with these freaking robots. He looks like Terminator arms. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because, I mean, like, uh, shitty pun. He's got a leg up on everybody. I guess they're arms. Because the guy's wrists will turn. He's armed and ready. <laughs> there you go. We'll use that one. His wrists spin 100, uh, 360 degrees, just like a propeller. It's freaking rad. Think all the cool stuff you can do with that, man. <laughs> go, go, gadget arms. <laughs> right. That's fantastic. Well, um, as far as talking about bioengineering body parts, Preston, you had some stuff to talk about, too, in that kind of wheelhouse. Yeah, a uh, Canadian company called Occumetics Technology Corporation is currently doing clinical testings for their bionic lens, a medical device that could make glasses and contacts obsolete. If everything goes smoothly, the lens could be in your eyes and in surgeons' hands in roughly two years, and the capabilities will give you that it will give you are truly mind blowing. And then you get further into the article, and it's really not all that mind blowing. It can't fix macular degeneration. It can't fix mm-hmm. color blindness. It can't fix uh, cloudiness of the of the retina. But what it can do is give you supersonic eagle eye vision that will allow you to zoom in on an object, you know, hundreds of feet away, and allow you to stare at an object without getting eye strain for hours and hours and hours. And it actually sounds like it would be good to get rid of what I have: diabetic retinopathy. See, mm-hmm. it said eye diseases. It won't cure eye diseases. All it oh. do, all it does is it regulates the shape of the lens to allow you to right. focus in on things. However, this technology will be programmable within years, and they will be able to project cell phone calls, data, and things like that. Um, so we'll have you eyes. Yeah, you eyes, yeah. you eye eyes. <laughs> It will, uh, it will run about uh, $6,400 just for the implants oh, plus well, for the surgery costs. So, right. That's the shittiest LASIKs. part about – Yeah, Well, that's the it'll get cheaper about, over time. And the surgery yeah. is basically the same surgery that they do when they perform cataracts. So a cataract surgeon oh. will be able to perform the surgery and implant these bad boys into your eyeballs. 
Right on. Well, maybe I should wait on getting this cataract in my eye fixed because now yeah, I'm getting- I would. Two years, hold man. off on the cataract surgery. Hold off on buying the sex bot and just use all that money on your and eagle you eyes. You are going to have bionic eyes. We'll see. That yeah. that would actually, honestly, that the vision problems I have all deal with distance vision anyway. So if yeah. I could just you know focus in on something and just make it like binoculars, you know, yeah. I could see things a lot better. Then if you forget to turn your binoculars off and you go driving and you crash into a tree. Because you're looking four miles down the highway. <laughs> Jeez, but we're hell. We're on our way to becoming a six million dollar man. If you can have bionic robot arms and you know robotic apertures in your eyes, what the hell else is next? Dare we ask? And you've got robots in your in your arms that are just repairing the the cell damage. And now look, Sean, you just told me my arms got ripped off, and now you're telling me I got robots in my arms. I don't think you understand how this works. I don't science very often. As we clearly discussed a no couple episodes ago, I'm but no I think scientist. you fucked up. <laughs> well, I got good news and bad news, guys. Uh, you have robots in your arms that are repairing all the cell damage, but the bad news is you don't have any arms. But the good news is you have robot arms. So with robotic, that'll be four thousand dollars. With those robotic arms that could spin three sixty, does that make that guy like John Cocker, like off the Terminator? <laughs> Did we just discover John Cocker? <laughs> is Les Ba actually John Cocker? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so moving on to more health news. Male contraception. This concept was invented by an Indian doctor named Sujay K. Kuha, which whose name I just which <laughs> which name I just butchered, um, with the idea that gender equality is being more and more prevalent and more and more important every day. So it should no longer be the woman's responsibility and sole burden to contribute to um you know, safe sex, not having babies, contraception. And so he's made this really awesome, uh, maybe similar to what you were talking about, Rob, uh, procedure on how to administer male contraception. And basically, it's an injection into your vas deferens. Um, there's a small incision made in your scrotum. They lift up your vas deferens, give you a couple little injections of this gel, and it renders your sperm completely uh, useless. And all pretty much indefinitely. All it takes is a shot in the nuts. Right. So you inject, you know, each vas deferens. It's whatever this chemical is. It sits there in your in your you know balls, and it renders all your your sperm blanks. Yeah. And he said it's it has a couple little cramps, a couple you know a sting, a little discomfort in the very beginning. Not unlike anything a woman goes through. You know, like if they can do it, we certainly should be able to do it. You know. Um. Yeah, he says, unlike vasectomies, it can easily be reversed as well with just another injection into both vasodifferents. So it's kind of like, oh, come on back in. Zip, zap, you're done. Welcome back, boys. Uh, It's pretty fucking neat, though, I think. And if it gets released, I would do it. I mean, if that was an option, hell yeah, why wouldn't you? I think that's really, really freaking cool. Um, The problem with this procedure is... After decades and decades of trials, he's literally been working on this method for 37 years. Um, In 2002, officials deemed it toxic and therefore did not approve it to be released to the masses. Um, After redoing the tests and representing the same exact tests back to the same officials, he proved to them it was 100% effective. 300 people have had the operation and 300 people have had successful 100% success rates with this actual procedure. So he says um, it will be – it's on the verge of release right now in India, 
um, during its third phase of testing and kind of, you know, ironing out the, the legal bugs. And if everything goes smooth there, he hopes to release it worldwide. And this is the shocker for the low, low price tag of $10. But just like your eyeball implants, Preston, the dude has the best intentions, 10 bucks, and we've almost saved, you know, the species in a way. You save the planet. You've stopped people from getting pregnant and, you know, our numbers to keep booming. And, you know, the government's just going to swoop on in and say, oh, $10? Yeah, it's going to be $10,000 because uh, we kind of need this overpopulation. Fucking crazy. Would you guys do it? Would you get a little little shot in the old scrote? No. Why not? Well, because I haven't had children yet, and if that's ever the case to have children, then I would not. I would want to take that chance. Uh-huh. So, okay. No. Would you do it? Yeah, I would do it. I would do it. Yeah? yeah. I think, Rob, you got a good point. I wouldn't have it done just to have it done. Um, so let's just say you've got a kid or two or three kids. Would you have it then? If you could turn yeah. it back on, would you turn it off? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. A a lady was on camera saying that she and her husband have five kids, and he's had the shot for three years. He had the shot three years ago, and she's never been pregnant once, never had any scares, never had any false positives. They've gone three years without having to use typical condoms or other contraceptions, and she's never had one worry. It's been 100% effective. So I think it's fantastic. If you can keep a low price tag on it or if it's covered by insurance, man, that could save a lot of people a lot of heartache and a lot of problems down the road. So, Do you know who's going to blue ball this? <laughs> Pun. The condom companies because it would make condoms basically obsolete. Like, what? Yeah. you know? You wouldn't have well, to really- it would, but I, I bet you if you had 10 guys sit down in a room um, – Surround themselves around one bagel. I'm just kidding. That's a circle jerk. You had 10 guys in a room and you asked each of them, hey, bro, you want to get your nuts shot into so you don't have kids? I'm sure eight of 10 of them would say, fuck you, asshole. No, I'm not letting you cut on my scrot. I'm not cutting my ball sack. You don't want to be pregnant now doesn't mean that you don't want to be pregnant later. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could have have just had a kid a month ago and be like, oh, well, we're going to have sex again. I don't want to take the chance of getting pregnant too early. Mm-hmm. So I'll wear a condom now, but then down the road I may want another kid. You never know. Right. But you have people argue that condoms ruin the sensation. It's just not the same thing. For 10 bucks, for the price of one and a half boxes of condoms, sap, you know? It's a done deal, and then all of a sudden you're like, dude, I want to procreate. I want to have little jackrabbits. And then you go and get another shot, and then bam, back to normal. Yeah. And, you know, condoms are also vitally important to stop STDs, too. Like, you don't just get a shot in your scrotum and all of a sudden you can't get crabs or herps or AIDS. Well, there you go. Somebody's on the condom bandwagon. (laughs) Someone's on big condom. Someone's on big condom. I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, maybe. Well, you know, if you don't want to wear condoms and you don't want to get a shot in your nuts, there is one true and tried effective way to not have kids to get any kind of sexual disease or worry about getting your lover knocked up. And what is that one way, guys? It's called fucking robots. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Yes. I'm going to fuck it. this robot and fill it up with my goo. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> that's not coming out that's what the robot said um, that's it if you don't want to get somebody pregnant and you don't want to get an STD you can just fuck a robot right 
Right, Preston? Nothing can go wrong with that. Negative. Nothing at all. Negative. Okay. Let's set the scene. <laughs> it's the year 2097. And you're enjoying the 84th season of House of Cards on your Wi-Fi enable neural implant with your significant other walks into the room. Sure, she isn't human, but she looks like it, and that's what Rob likes. <laughs> and she has that look in her eye that says, Rob, I want to get a little freaky tonight. So you float to the bedroom on your hoverboard, and you're beginning to disrobe when BAM! She strangles you to death and with her cold robotic hands, and your sex robot... I don't robot, like where this story went! Yeah, your sex robot, Rob, is, was hacked, and now you're dead. Welcome to the motherfucking future. But I'm so old. Why would anybody hack my robot and kill me? Oh, the humanity. So, you know, Elon Musk has been like one of the forerunners. I knew it was that bastard Elon Musk who killed me with my sex robot. He's been sounding the alarm, suggesting, uh, you know, the very real possibility that we may be on the brink of engineering our own demise. But uh, cybersecurity guru Dr. Nick Patterson of Deakin University in Austria has now jumped onto this conversation warning that it isn't just artificially intelligent, uh, but military systems, infrastructures, all that composes threat, but sex robots as well. So mm-hmm. nothing is safe when it comes to the robotic world. Right. Yeah. Hackers can hack into a robot or robotic device and have full control of the connection, arms, legs, other attached tools, like in some cases, knife or or welding devices. Often these robots can be upwards of 200 pounds and very strong, and there you go. You got a 200-pound lover on top of you, and then bam, dead. Yeah, That sounds like most of my lovers, me being on top of them, 200-plus pounds. Eh, well, <laughs> and just remember... Their brains can be tweaked via software updates, so you yep. never know who's in control of those updates. So you see, you see that little R two D two right now, Rob, and be like, "Man, how can I fuck that?" But that you know, somebody can program that and just whoop, you're, it's a done deal. Yeah, it's a done. So data. it's not cool to fuck robots because they're gonna <laughs> kill you one day. So maybe yeah. not fuck robots. So you know, every, like it's not the only way. North Korea could be like, you know what? Fuck you, Donald Trump. We don't like you, so we're gonna like you know hijack sex robots and kill half yeah. of America. Well, from I, the articles, I, <laughs> from the articles I was reading, it made it sound pretty easy, man. A robot would be probably can uh, a robot would have the same internal operating system as like a cell phone or an iPad, which would be very easy to control and very easy to manipulate. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could easily turn it into a uh, a weapon, you know, or you could program it into, you know, reach over there and grab that candlestick and just whack the guy across the head or whatever else. So it's, I don't know, it's a pretty serious thing. I think Elon Musk is is on the right track, maybe, because if we can steal debit cards, if we can hack computers, hack cell phones, steal celebrity nudes, what would stop you from just hacking in there and making this thing, you know, throttle somebody? And then, I don't know, it's kind of like an iRobot type of situation. Who's the murderer? The yeah. robot? Or, I mean, obviously it's the hacker because the robot's just a tool, so it'd still be murderous hacker, it's not murderous sex box, but it's still pretty freaking terrifying, man. I would definitely go into airplane mode anytime you're going after that uh, sweet, sweet robo yeah. loving. Or turn it off and, <laughs> yeah. you know, robophilia or necroph- necro-robophilia. Technophilia. So in our in our, uh, in our our movie Sperminator, does John Cocker fight an army of evil like Ed at 209s, but they're just like sex bots. I don't know about you, but this is starting to sound like a fever dream I had. 
Go on. <laughs> it's one of those episodes, Rob. Just let it all out. Just let it all out. Just let it all out. So, well, I, I, <laughs> I never thought I'd ever say this ever, but I may have found a sex craze that might just top sex robots. Are you ready for this one? Later. Hot off the tails of our last episode about clowns and the new Stephen King's It remake. Believe it or not, there are people, and not just two or three or four or five, groups of people fantasizing about a life, a sexual life, with the multifaceted demonic creature known as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Did you guys hear anything about this before this episode? No. There are so many Pennywise fuck buddy hopefuls out there, they've had to make an entire Tumblr page just for them called Pennywise Confessions. Fucking Pennywise confessions. Basically, the community is all about fantasizing a life, uh, a sexual life with it, with Pennywise. And the page is described as no confessions too wrong. No want is too wicked. And if you figured it out, basically the main goal of these people is to get nailed by Pennywise, the dancing clown, full of extreme brutality, uh, bondage, and God knows what else in the deep, dark, dirty Fucking bowels of the sewer. Um, but wait, there's more. If you're in a relationship with a demonic clown, why not step it up a bit and add some cannibalism to your sex life as well? So give me a second here, and I'm going to bring this puppy up, and I'm going to tell you a couple of these people's favorite things to do to Pennywise the Dancing Clown. One woman says, I want Pennywise to take my sweet, sweet virginity and make me his. Not so bad, right? Eh, not so yeah, bad. That's That's, that's PG. That's- that's like uh, that's actually G rated right there. That's not. Yeah, it's not too shabby. You could watch that on the Family Channel. Yeah, that's like uh, that. another that's, <laughs> another girl says. Just imagine Pennywise dominating you over and over, and when he's done, he's just so sweet, sweet, and cuddly. Yeah, <laughs> these are obviously people that don't read or watch movies, right? Well, you just you just hold your horses there, Rob. The next one says, imagine Pennywise forcing you onto his lap as it grips your struggling body, chuckling, lowly murmuring, now, now, don't be like that, while he watches you in delight as your face burns red. Yeah, that's PG-13th right there. We're getting there. We're getting there. I want Pennywise to bang me so hard into the mattress while he's gripping my hips with his claws, digging in as he growls in my ear while he's biting the back of my neck. Ooh. There you go. Now we're hitting the button. <laughs> Rob's uh, Rob's eyes just tweaked right there. He's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm just thinking about all them teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Pennywise was possessive with me, killing anyone who looked at me or touches me. Then he'd pound me into... <laughs> <laughs> then he'd pound me and growling, you're mine and only mine, as he murdered everybody who gets close to me. <laughs> oh, these people. Hey, you know, to each, to each their own, I suppose. But what in the ever-loving fuck? So um, if that's not bad enough, though, guys, it gets dirtier. Literally, it gets fucking dirty. The sewers are a filthy location full of infectious and powerful diseases waiting to enter your body, just like its throbbing member. But there are people who wouldn't mind getting down and dirty in the sewage. This condition that Pennywise is there says, you heard right, they want to get it on in the sewer. I want Pennywise to fuck me in the sewers to the sound of our skin slapping together so the echoes (laughs) flood the streets of the people above us. Hmm. (laughs) What the 
<laughs> what the ever-loving hell? So not only are you getting it from this creepy-ass clown, but you're also getting everybody's gray water right up inside you. Ooh, caca. Yeah, so uh, what do you think? Move over robot sex and come on in, Pennywise, the dancing fondler? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still a fan of robots. Yeah, I think so. Or I think uh, I'd probably or, uh, stick to jelly people, blah people. What did you say that your other uh, your other thing was? We don't talk about that, <laughs> Preston. <laughs> Not anymore. Anyway. We'll go back and fight. I've discovered a new love: robots. <laughs> I found a new love since Goo Love, and it's robots. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Goo gone wild. Ewey, nasty. Riding the rails of the dirty train, let's just keep on going and talk about the Mad Pooper of Colorado. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is fantastic. Did you guys see this shit yet? Is this about the no. jogger? Pun intended. Yeah, it's the Mad Pooper of Colorado, or a woman who's been jogging through Colorado taking shits on everybody's yards. <laughs> I love it. It says here, police. I love it that it's a woman, because this seems like a man thing. Yeah, that's true. It, it It is a little bit uh, odd, I guess you'd say. Yeah, police are seeking the Mad Pooper, a woman jogger who's defecating shamelessly on people's front lawns. In Colorado Springs, cops are hunting a woman dubbed the Mad Pooper, who's been caught defecating in front houses in the front of houses for weeks. Kathy Budd told the TV station an unidentified woman has been relieving herself in the front yard of Budd's home in Colorado Springs for at least seven weeks. <laughs> Her children even caught the mad pooper squatting with her pants down in front of the house. She says, they're like, oh, there's a lady taking a poop. So I came outside and I'm like, are you serious? You're taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And she's like, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Bud says the incident happens at least once a week. She recalled catching the jogger doing her business last week. She said the woman has changed her time a little bit from here to there because she knows she's been watched and people are learning her schedule. She said, I put a sign on the wall that says, please, I'm begging you, stop. She ran by it like 15 times yesterday, and she still pooped. (laughs) Colorado Springs Police Department now is searching for the mysterious woman after so many families' complaints. The police chief says, it's abnormal. It's not something I've ever seen in my career. This is uncharted territory for me. Someone repeatedly doing this on and on and on. I've never seen it before. Thank you, Chief Quimby. (laughs) but she does have a little bit of pride and she is self-conscious because she's not just doing this uh mud butt style they said she actually carries paper towels with her to clean up after she's done so she does indeed uh potentially premeditatedly poop i mean maybe she's just got a maybe she's got uh ibs ibs i don't know why you gotta do it in somebody's yard well okay so i've I've never, I've never been jogging when it hits me that it's just like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta take the Browns to the Super Bowl before. But people who do have IBS and irritable bowel problems and everything else, you sometimes you can't control it. Like it hits you literally, the shit hits the fan, and you gotta drop trowel right then and there. I mean, it can be crippling enough to where like you. <laughs> I'm not trying to make light of this. It can be crippling enough that you literally can't leave your house sometimes, man. Like just, just imagine having the flu and you're like on like on day three, and just the slight cough makes you shit your pants. 
or so I've been told. Um, imagine just having that day to day and you just think, by God, it's not going to hold me back anymore. I'm going to go become a triathlete. And you start jogging and then, you know, 30 feet into your jog, you're just like, oh, God. And then you just got to let it rip, man, right then and there. <laughs> should I share this story? Yeah. Should I not share this story? <laughs> Who's it about? <laughs> Is it about you? No, but it was about somebody that I was with. Uh-huh. Uh, Are you with them anymore? Huh? Are you with <laughs> them anymore? Well, they're a family member. And, and uh, Damn, oh, you weren't, you weren't with baby. them, like Pennywise style. No, 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 no. So uh, I was, uh, uh, when I was uh, doing like the, you know, the smoke billet artwork, uh-huh. I, uh, I took this person with me. And uh, their medication was affecting them. They, he, uh-huh. they were they were on the certain medication, and it, it caused them to have really bad diarrhea to the point loose where, stools. We call that yeah, the, where they couldn't hold it. And we were in the middle of a cemetery, and I turned around, <laughs> dropped trowel, shitting in the creek in the cemetery. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And this person's like, I just can't hold it anymore. Oh. Like, All right. That's what you got to do, buddy. Oh. That's what you got to do. That's fantastic. Okay, so did they at least like pull off a sock and tidy up a little bit? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they just ran around like Swamp Thing, huh? <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. But listen, like I guess if, if it hits you and you're you know miles away from civilization, you just got to let it go because if you hold it in long enough, you'll explode. That's how the dinosaurs died. Yeah. Police are trying to catch up with this woman because – But she, they can't because she's jogging. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is on fire tonight. Um, they, they're they trying to catch up with her because if it goes on too much longer, she could actually be arrested for um, indecent exposure, public defecation, and potentially sex crimes because depending where you're at, what state you're at, literally you could just open up your zipper and take a piss in some states and you could then be charged as a sexual predator or a sexual offender. Yep. In the state of Kansas, you can't drop trial in public. Yep. Exactly. Um, there are. I, I was out once with um, some educators in the school system. I'll just say that. And one of them had to urinate, and we're like, "Just go, go over there on that tree, idiot!" And he's like, "I can't because if a cop drives by, then I'll get arrested and I'll be labeled as a sexual predator." And I'm like, "I don't believe that for one bit." And yeah, it's true. Like, if you get pulled over, cops can literally just be like, "All right, well, you're a pervert. You're a dirty pervert at that." Especially so if you're don't pooping. pee outside in the school zone. Don't whiz on the daycare fence. <laughs> uh, well, with all that being said, and the discussion of such sweet, sweet, soft serve, let's move on to some other sweet news about another delicious treat. That's right, guys. There's a new chocolate on the scene. Not just dark chocolate, not just milk chocolate, or that creepy, creepy, wax-tasting white chocolate. A fourth... If this is poop chocolate, I'm done. No, I'm <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 it's not poop chocolate. Although there is a website you can go online and send a plaster cast of your lover's butthole and get butthole chocolate sent back to you. There's no, de- uh, there's no feces in it, but the little Hershey kisses are the shape of your lover's Hershey kiss. Yeah. What the fuck is the, wrong with people? The guys. Yeah, it came out I a couple. I want to fuck a robot. 
<laughs> when did Rob become the normal guy? Poop candy. He'll also yeah. make a asshole medallion of, that you can hang around your neck out of 14 karat gold or platinum. No. Too. No. What is wrong with you people? Clown Man. fucking, I can understand. Want your lover's butthole hanging around your neck? Right. That's no. Stop some people it. In, what is some wrong people with you people? enjoy a hazelnut truffle. Others enjoy a chocolate stink star. I can't do this anymore. I quit. Episode 39. I quit. The one where Rob walked away. <laughs> Fuck humanity. Oh, man. What no, it's not about you people. It's not about poop chocolate. Um, for the first time in 80 years, there's a new chocolate being introduced. In addition to milk chocolate, uh, dark chocolate, and white chocolate, Swiss chocolatiers have recently introduced a fourth chocolate called ruby chocolate. Um, it's got a very, uh, a very unique ruby red color. And without is, any artificial colors being added. Is this bloody asshole chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Rob. No. No. Are you sure? Now you're intrigued. Yeah, I'm positive. This is hemorrhoid chocolate. You're disgusting. <laughs> you're a monster. Uh, it's got a unique ruby red color without any artificial colors being added. And it's got a very unique fruitiness added to it without any extra artificial flavors being added as well. It's from a newly discovered ruby cocoa bean, which is... Poop is not an artificial <laughs> flavor. Just saying. <laughs> it's made from the newly discovered ruby cocoa bean, and it, the, it's actually a pink bean compared to the brown beans in the past. <laughs> You're children. You both belong in a daycare where some guy's peeing on the fence. <laughs> um, it has a berry flavor about it as well, not just a classic chocolate, but a undescribable fruity berry flavor. Uh, the people report it's been in development for 13 years and was recently unveiled in Shanghai, but won't hit actual shelves for six more months. <laughs> Keen. So with all that, and it'll probably be of cost of fortune. It may. Um, I'm sure it's going to be one of those like Lindor style or um, Ghirardelli style chocolates. Now, I, I do have to. I do have to say this. So it's a new chocolate. It's made from mm-hmm. a different type of cocoa bean. Uh-huh. Are they also going to be making? Pink cocaine, because something tells me they'll be using this for cocaine as well. And they it could, could. Be a ladies' cocaine. A ladies' cocaine. There was a pink meth scare um, from like five years ago that I thought was total bollocks, and it turns out that it's actually real. There's a drug on the, uh, the on the schoolyards, oddly enough, and it's called Hershey. No, it's called uh, Nesquik. <laughs> Or strawberry quick. That's what it's called. Strawberry quick. And um, it is like meth crystals that have been doctored with like a strawberry powder to give off a strawberry odor and light strawberry taste to entice children to get hooked on it. Huh. And take it that with a grain of like salt. sounds like a made up story. Well, I saw on Facebook the other day some some gullible fool was like, oh, no, take a look at this. It's uh, it's, it's Hershey quick or whatever. Nest quick. And someone's like, by God, I need to tell everybody. And I clicked on the picture, and the picture was dated like 2015. And so I was going to get on there and be like, you guys are idiots. Like, this is all fake, obviously. And then I looked it up. And yes, apparently there was really uh, reportedly a meth scare for um, Strawberry Quick. It was a real deal in like, a couple states. So I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. With that sweet, lighthearted news comes this. Have you guys watched Narcos on Netflix before? I have not. It's supposed to be pretty good. I watched about the first two or three episodes, but um, apparently there's a real-life Narcos murder mystery going on right now. The Narcos locations manager was found dead in his car with his body riddled with gunshots. Um, A locations manager for Netflix's crime drama Narcos was found dead in his car in rural Mexico on Monday. 
And so this would have been a couple weeks back, actually, because I've been saving it for this episode. Um, El Paris reports that 37-year-old Carlos Munoz was found in a vehicle riddled with gunshots in rural Mexico. A friend of Munoz says the film industry veteran drove out to photograph areas for season four's scouting when he was last seen alive. Hours later, the body of Munoz was discovered in a compact car on an unnamed dirt road. Details on what happened are short in supply, but Munoz's friend, who asked not to be identified, suggested the presence of unfamiliar people with cameras could have set somebody off, ending with a terrible tragedy. Maybe they thought he was collecting information and they started tracking him in the car. Um, you know, there are some other places in Mexico that have notorious drug-related homicides. Netflix releases a statement saying um, their condolences and stressing the details on what happened are still being sorted out. So it's pretty sad, really sad news, man. Like huh. the, the show's about, you know, crime in Mexico and it's about, you know, drug lords and cartels and stuff like that. And there's a pretty decent chance where like the guy literally went out, you know, researching the thing that he was doing a movie about, which is super shitty. They could have thought he was a cop or somebody and just unfortunately he got uh, he got it. So it's very unfortunate. We're sad to hear about that. Yep. So it makes you wonder, you know, once you pass away, is there a way that maybe you could live on forever or keep going and going and going? And right now, uh, we talked necklaces. Or- buy it now. Make it. <laughs> right. Make get get your uh, get your brown dollop in a gold. Oh, butt diamonds. <laughs> butt diamonds, diamonds, everybody. Get a diamond <laughs> in the shape of your girlfriend's rear end. This will make her live on forever. Man, you guys lighten it up a little bit. I love how Rob's peeking over his his pop filter like Ziggy. That's going to date us all, isn't it? Assholes, get them now. <laughs> get your wife some platinum butthole earrings. So there's not really a way yet besides these nanobots, which is kind of neat for us to potentially lengthen our lives much more than they already are. But there is a way per chance for your dog to live on forever. Have you guys heard, and this is about a year old, so pardon me for being late to the party. There is a biotech company who will clone your dead dog for the low, low price of $100,000. I have heard this. Yeah. And that is too expensive. That is a lot of money, but you can't put a price tag on friendship. I, um, I sure can. $100,000 is a pretty good price tag on friendship. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. The SOAM Biotech Research Foundation can reincarnate your dead dog, a service that would delight pet owners for the low price of $100,000. The process starts off by putting your dead dog in the fridge. Not the freezer, just the fridge. Oh, yeah? Wrap it around with some wet towels first. In about five days of delivery to the facility, a mature cell can be harvested from your dog, copied, the DNA is then fused with a donor egg that has been stripped of its original genetic genetic material. The embryo then, from this process, is implanted in a surrogate mother dog. Two months later, your dead best friend is back to being a puppy. They've cloned almost $800 since 2000... $800. Yep. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> Business is slow. <laughs> They've cloned almost six for crying out loud. Get it together, kid. They've cloned almost 800 dogs since 2006 with their current client base, including princes, celebrities, and billionaires, obviously, as well as some owners and agencies who want to replicate highly skilled sniffer and rescue dogs. Soam's most publicized project has been the creation of five clones of tracker, 
a rescue dog that uh, found the last survivor of the 9-11 World Trade Center tragedy. Mm. Hang on, I need a drink. My tongue's kind of getting sticky. So my only problem with this whole thing is can they actually guarantee that it's going to act like my dog, think like my dog, have the no. same personality. Right? Or is it just going to be like a just like a lookalike? Like, oh, I mean, it's, I mean like it pet like, cemetery too. Yeah. 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 That's the problem. That's the problem you're going to have. Um, so let me hang on. Let me get right back to that. Um, their their most publicized project was cloning five versions of Tracker, the rescue dog who found the last survivor of the 9/11 World Trade Center tragedy. It was also conducted. Did in collaborations with other cloning facilities such as BioArts International. The retired police officer, James Simmington, gets five trackers because he says, oh, why not? But yeah, you're right. That's f- so that's five copies of one dog, right? Mm-hmm. Are we going right. to get five exact duplicates or is it going to be a Michael Keaton scenario here Multiplic- where you're going to get fucking five idiots here? <laughs> she touched my peppy, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But you're right, man. So, like, and, and what about this? If you've got a puppy and the puppy's four years old and, unfortunately, it passes away because of a brain tumor or some other kind of disease, when you clone the dog, obviously, you're going to clone genetic material that has been um, affected or infected. So, what do you do? You pay $100,000 for four more years? And then, well, here's the thing. I don't think people would pay that money for a dog that's got those kind of issues, but they might pay it for a dog that lived to be 15 years old. That's true. You know, I mean. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, you you put a price tag on hope, too, because I bet I would argue people would because you already know the dog's condition um, around two or three years old. You could take it to the vet and have the tumor removed for a chance. Or. Um, all jokes aside, it becomes a very sick, twisted amalgamation of Pet Cemetery and Groundhog's Day, where you're just doing this thing over and over and over trying to get it right, you know? I don't know. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's weird. Preston, you bring up a great, a break, a great question. Like, is it going to have the same personality? Would Bruce come back as the same exact, you know, drooling Bruce? Or he might come back more intelligent. <laughs> well, there's that option too. Yeah. I mean, there's if you can guarantee me like a new and improved Bruce uh-huh. um, that's not a big giant pussy, then I might be on board. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> fucking forget it. You're right. I don't know, man. I, I'm one of those weird people that thinks like, you know, days are numbered from the first day and just soak it up while you can and enjoy the yeah. good times. And what, what happens is unfortunately meant to be in a way. So why? I tempt fate. But so, you got people so, out there tempting fate all the time. So Death is a part of life, and we all have to experience the... Mm-hmm. the, the no! The, the, no! The, the, don't you say it. No! I don't want to die. No! <laughs> well, We all have to experience that loss. That's a part of life. That teaches us something. So, like, you know, wonder if, like, uh, the, the, the whole thing with, like, har- uh, the, the, with karma... And this is a classroom, and like we're supposed to learn from these deaths, even if it's from an animal. And you just keep the fucking animal alive, like you just you don't have to worry about you know that loss anymore because you're just like bloop. We could you know fuck ourselves karma wise, or we can clone ourselves and really fuck ourselves. Is that masturbation? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so while cloning mm. itself is already a hotbed of debate. Soam's founder, Huang Wu Suk, has a notorious past 
further bringing the company's moral and ethical foundations to question. In 2004 and 2005, he published a claim stating he has successfully derived stem cell lines from cloned human embryos. Later on, it was found out it may have been a hoax. The scandal revealed numerous ethical violations, however. In 2009, he was served a two-year suspended prison sentence uh, for embezzlement and bioethical violations. Quote, I think the only way to win the public's trust back is by making more genuine scientific breakthroughs, he said. Now the company is partnering with other ambiguous companies to plan the clone of the first mammoth from frozen remains found in Siberia. And which we've talked about that. That's kind of how they want to clone the mammoth. Just steal some DNA, knock up a robot elephant. I'm just kidding. Knock up an elephant. And then if you just keep overbreeding and overbreeding, you're eventually going to get this weird, creepy. I don't know. I'm thinking of the movie, the fly right now with elephants. Right. It's not very pretty. So what do you do? What do you do? So Flying elephants. <laughs> Flying elephants. So from that on to more animal news, it looks like monkeys off the coast of Thailand are about to push a certain breed of shellfish into extinction. That's right, folks. We're not the only primates who can use tools for hunting. Some monkeys, some long-tailed macaques, that joke's too easy, don't even try it. Um, have begun foraging for shellfish off the island with tools they've made. One end looks like a hammer. The other end is a very thin axe-like pry bar, in which case they find these giant clams. They crack them open, they whack them open, and they harvest the juicy, juicy treat inside and throw the shells shells off into who gives a damn. But the problem you're having is this isn't... What's that? I said it's Planet of the Apes all over again. This is it is, it isn't it? It's the first thing I thought of is 2001 Space Odyssey and Planet of the Apes. But the problem is, they said, is these aren't typically like your normal, you know, predators uh, appearing in nature, so to speak. Like monkeys don't really eat clams because clams have a hard shell and monkeys are too dumb to figure it out. But that's not the case anymore. Like these dudes are literally eating these clams because they're a freaking delicacy and they're just snacking on them. So they're just like, you know, fuck eating coconuts and roots and bugs. Like we can go down here to fucking, you know, Joe's Crab Shack and have all you can eat clams. Uh, But the problem is they are eating these at such rapid rates that they are just blowing through these puppies and the numbers of these, uh, these mollusks, these mussels are dwindling to where when they did an actual survey, they're finding that there are not very many large oysters left. It's all only small oysters and small snails. All the large um, species have all pretty much been eaten by these monkeys, which kind of introduces a brand new idea of like, you know, endangered species and uh, potentially a problem in the food web there, you know. The food chain's kind of going off kilter a little bit, so it might be a bit of a problem. Or they figure out how to shoot guns and they take over the world. Yeah, fucking monkeys. Fucking monkeys. And speaking of Thailand and islands and everything else, uh, we'll briefly talk about Hurricane Irma. Have you guys heard about all the weird shit that's washing up on the shores after Hurricane Irma? Nope. No, I have not. Lay it on me. Lay it on you. That's what Pennywise said. (laughs) Just kidding. He is the layer honor. Um, first of all, apparently like a bunch of weird ships have been washing up on the shores. There was a really big, um, sailboat that washed up in Melbourne, Florida. They call it a ghost ship. Um, it's, it's all intact. Everything's pretty much there. There's no sign of people or uh, real ownership right now, but, uh, this boat's just showing up out of nowhere and people are kind of freaking out. And then I heard tell this morning on bizarre States that they were talking about like a 700 pound, kayak was washed ashore and they have no idea like really when or where it was from 
so most likely what it is is probably some kind of submerged artifact that got, you know, nudged a little bit and popped up and washed upon a shore. But it's kind of an interesting thing. Like you don't think about these kind of huge tropical storms causing a bunch of weird shit oh, to float you didn't, up. You didn't mention the best part about the ghost ship. What's that? There were mannequins, mannequins on it. What? Really? The 45 foot sailboat cookie <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> drawing spe- spectators and sparkling expectations about vessels, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what's driven? Uh, where's that? Uh, was she driven out into the ocean by Hurricane Irma? Why are any people why were any people on board? And what happened to the mannequins? The mannequin passengers. Uh, what? Were the passengers turned into mannequins? Dun, That's a weird, dun, dun. Dun. Yeah. Or would it was it maybe some kind of experiment where they put a bunch of mannequins on the ship and tossed it out into Irma just to see what would happen to them? Uh, earlier day when I was out there, there were two mannequins on board. They survived it too. So to me, that's incredible that this survived the, cur- the journey in a Category 5 hurricane. Wait, Rob, you were there? That's what it says in the story. Well, you got to start those things off with, quote, or it says here, me and Preston got super excited thinking that maybe you were the mystery mannequin, Mariah. Yeah. I would have gotten away with a two of one for you kooky kids. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down there, Pennywise. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend Pennywise, we did this. <laughs> do you have Do you have a nautical medallion around your neck of Pennywise's butthole? Yeah. No, that would be too weird. <laughs> well, um, on top of ships, there's been a bunch of you know another rash of weird sea creatures washing up, and apparently, um, somewhere on the shores of Texas, something washed upon the shore that a photographer found. And she put it on Twitter saying, okay, biology Twitter, what the heck is this? Found it on a beach in Texas City, Texas. Hashtag wildfire. Wildlife. I- oh, I was like, wildly feed. Wildlife ID. <laughs> and it looks almost like a fucking graboid from, uh, what were graboids from? Was that Tremors? Yes. Hell yeah. I haven't watched that shit since I was six. It's it looks probably like a- fake. What's that? It's probably fake. Well, it could very well be. A lot of people are saying it's the monster from Tremors, it's a mystery alien, blah, blah, blah. But um, it looks like it's five to seven feet long and a giant, fat, gross-looking worm with, like, giant fang teeth. And somebody thinks it's probably just going to be a fang-toothed snake eel known as a tusky eel. Mm. But nobody's really come back with a true identification as to what it is. But um, apparently there's been a couple other weird animals more or less like these, people are thinking they're like prehistoric dinosaurs that live, you know, on the the bowels of the ocean that got kind of stirred up and thrown all willy-nilly. But it's it's really interesting. The chick's name is at Preeti Desai, at P-R-E-E-T-A-L-I-N-A. If you want to check her out on Twitter, she's got the photos. It's cool to is look at. What's a giant bloated sea creature, Rob? That's your thing. Then we just found our third topic. I'm not worried about fantasies. her. I'm worried about the woman. You know, no. she um, she's not the sea Jesus. She's, she's definitely a lady. All right, and, she, and she's wearing glasses, Rob. It's not for me to decide, bud. Not for <laughs> me to decide. <laughs> I mean, at least she meets the minimum minimum qualifications for you, Rob. <laughs> minimum requirements. Yeah. She's a lady, so I mean, check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hard one <laughs> that's the hard one to get off oh man 
Yeah, I mean, with due to the fact that there's all this climate change and everything else, and you know the degrees are raising and the oceans one degree warmer, so it's causing all this shit. It's really pissing off Earth. And if that's not enough, guys, it doesn't really matter. None of this really matters because we're all gonna die. Nothing really on, matters on Does September twenty third. Nothing really matters. Okay, Freddie to Mercury. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna freaking die on September twenty third because Planet X is hurtling towards Earth once again, and it's gonna crash, and we're all gonna die, and you're never gonna hear this episode. So why did we even bother? <laughs> <laughs> the hidden planet, known yeah. as Planet Nibiru. X or Nibiru, is hurtling to Earth and is going to smash into us and kill us all on September 23rd. Tell that special someone how you really feel. Get them some butthole earring stat, because we're all going to die in about two days. Or at least that's what conspiracy theorists are saying. They're all preparing for hidden planet X, which for some reason has not been detached by NASA. <laughs> that has detached. not been detected by NASA. <laughs> is going to smash into the planet, wiping out the human race and nearly all life this Saturday. The Nibiru theory has uh, the Nibiru theory, as it is known, is a doomsday prediction based on the biblical text, which some people claim predicts the end of the world. Passage in Revelations twelve one reads: A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars above her head. And being with a child, she cried out in great trivial and was anguished with delivery. I don't know what that means. It doesn't sound like Nibiru. It's well, what it's if you read the read the story that I read about it earlier. Apparently, the sign of Virgo is where there's going to be a planetary alignment. So, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a, a three planets at the crown of Virgo. Which, if you're into all that, you'd know what that means. Ooh, what's your sign? That, Explain that it is, to us, Rob. Well, I don't know all about it. I've just oh. my stomach is in so much pain at the moment. I don't know why. So oh. it's probably Nibiru. You're getting this Nibiru yeah. pains. But basically, the world right now we're in a very uh, all the planets are supposed to be lined up as according to what I read. Oh, Mercury's in retrograde and all that bullshit. Yeah. So basically, and they say that the Nibiru we can't see it because it can only be seen with infrared. Because I'm thinking it's a fucking planet. If there was a planet out there, we would see it by the absence of stars. Or anything, yeah. It wouldn't just be. You're not going to miss that. Mm-mm. It's a fucking planet. Yeah, yeah. And if it was going to hit us in two days, I think we would have seen it by now. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> a bird would have fucking ran into it at this point. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, this is the first time anybody's ever predicted the end of Earth, right? In the least, at least no. in the last ten years. No. Oh, you're right. Idiots predict the Nibiru thing every time I turn around. And yeah. uh, Nibiru is the the planet that supposedly hosts the. Um, the Atlanteans, or possibly the Nordics, are the same thing. Insert things. random alien race here. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, but I've heard. I mean, there. Uh, and to be fair, you know, there may have been a Nibiru, and there that may be where these things are coming from. But I'm just saying, even if that's all real, this shit's just not going to show up in two days and be like, "Well, here we are." Guess what, guys? Right on the five hundred sixty-third prediction. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that being said, self-professed mind reader David Mead said the passage is proof that none of us are going to see the sunrise on Sunday. He claims a sign appears in the heavens, refers to the solar eclipse, which we already had, blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, Yeah, so basically, fuck it all, right, guys? Nothing matters. Why do we even record tonight? No one's going to hear this. There's no hope. We're all doomed. Oh, whatever. 
Somebody's going to come to our aid, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's right. Kim Jun North Korea has been stockpiling his nuclear warheads because somebody over in North Korea is like, Kim, 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 Kim. There's this <laughs> giant fucking planet, man, and you don't want to go what? down as the world's, you know. Giant planet. Yeah, giant planet, man. And you don't want to go down as the world's worst dictator, right? People I don't want to be that. For, I can't be beat by Donald Trump. That's right. The, for the rest of your life, people can say, Kim, you're a fucking dick, man. So you know what you got to do? You know you what? Save, I could be a hero. Save humanity. And so that's what he's doing. Save that's humanity. Why, that's why they've been testing nuclear weapons in North Korea, because they're going to blow up fucking planet X, save the world, <laughs> and be like, fuck you, Donald. Oh my god, this is the best idea ever. I'm glad I <laughs> thought of it. Oh, what do you mean racist. I didn't think of it? Pow! Who gonna know now, bitch? Mm. <laughs> so what you're saying is basically he's stockpiling warheads and he's gonna blow up Planet X and save humanity. Yep. <clears throat> well, damn. Yeah, well, here's the cool thing. I sent this story to Sean earlier tonight. I guess in Orange County, Florida, oh, uh, yeah. there was a... Uh, uh, went across the uh, went across the radio or television about a uh, special announcement about the end of the world, and in the background you could hear people talking about Christian, like the Christian Bible and the destruction of the planet, and a lot of weird shit in the background. Uh, you can listen to the vi- they actually had a video on that link I sent you, Sean, but you huh. can't really make out what it is because it, it sounds like it's going in and out. But oh. a lot of people in Cox Cable in Orange County and Spectrum heard it. Weird. So, so it's like one yeah. of those weird mystery transmissions or what? Well, it's not a mystery transmission. Basically what was said is it's done all by radio, by the radio stations. And when the radio stations send out emergency uh, emergency things, it also goes across our televisions uh, for those co- uh, those huh. cable companies. So, when, so basically somebody flicked the wrong switch and sent out the warning. But in the background, I don't know if they were maybe listening to a a uh, audio of somebody talking about the end of the world, whether they were on their break and didn't realize they were on air for their oh, emergency. Yeah. And it's, that's what people were thinking. That's what huh. it sounded like it might have been. Some Orange County residents were stunned Thursday, September 21st, when television programming was suddenly interrupted for a minute with an ominous message predicting the end of the world. Stacy Laflamme says of Lake Forest, she's watching HGTV on Cox Communications around 11.05 a.m. Suddenly an emergency alert flashed across her screen followed by a voice. Quote, realize this, extremely violent times will come, a man's voice boomed, according to the video alert. Uh, She said it almost sounded like Hitler talking. She said it sounded like a radio broadcast coming through your TV. In addition to Cox, Spectrum Cable customers received the alert as well. Weird. The same thing happened back in the 70s in Britain when uh, a uh, TV program got interrupted. And uh-huh. it was this alien voice is like, we No, no, no. This isn't the same thing, though, Preston. This came across because somebody flipped the switch at the radio station where uh, they give out the, you know, the uh, the weather warnings and stuff like that. That's what this was. It triggered oh. that on the... Th- yeah. It literally came up and said news, uh, breaking news or breaking announcement or, uh, like, I don't remember what... The picture... What's the picture say, Sean, there? Because it shows the picture... It's a, it's really a black cute. screen with like an orange and yellow bar going across it, and it yeah. says emergency report. Yeah. That is weird, man. I don't know. We don't want to alarm anybody with false emergency alerts, uh, a dude from Cox said. 
Uh, the technicians shut down the emergency tests as soon as they could once they became aware of the problem. We have confirmed that we were fed an incorrect audio file. It's scary. Those those interrupted transmissions are always bizarre, man. That We had that one with uh, Max Hedrum during that episode of uh, Doctor Who years ago, too, in Chicago, right? Yeah. And they we've never caught that. We've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about that before. That shit always creeps me out. Well, here's one thing that you guys may not uh, realize. I... I I heard this on Alex Jones, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but <clears throat> there was a FEMA commercial on TV one time, and in this commercial, the um, the woman is watching a TV show, uh-huh. and she's got a baby, uh-huh. and you see her pick the baby up, and she's nuzzling it and just kind of like walking around and trying to soothe the baby, and <clears throat> she walks into a kitchen or something like that. And you're thinking, oh, it's cute, whatever, for FEMA. It's talking about protecting us. However, if you listen in the background, you can actually, if you make it really loud, you can hear the TV where it seems like they're talking about a zombie invasion. Oh, really? What? That's weird. Well, I know somebody actually, I forget who it was, if it was Obama or who it was, somebody actually like made an actual CDC registered zombie apocalypse survival tip guide or something like mm-hmm. that. And I don't remember like if it was, I think it was just, a joke during like one of the launches of uh, like Walking Dead or something like that. But yeah, I mean, every, some- everybody for like the last uh, since 2012, when uh, you know the Mayan end of the world prophecies, everybody since then and every year, every six months is like, oh, I, I looked up in the Bible and uh, yeah. I looked up and I found a new mathematical code and it shows that the date is actually today. They were wrong. It's not going right. to happen. Then it's going right. to happen now. Wasn't it right, like 12, well, 21, 2012, we were supposed to all die, and then some yeah. dipshit realized he misread the calendar? So we've survived the end of the world at least 50 times since then. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to survive this one. And if we're I'm wrong, I'll see you motherfuckers now. on the other side. <laughs> right. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, who knows? If you're listening to this, guys, if you're listening right now, by God, we did it again. We outlasted the apocalypse. We're pretty much veterans at this game now. Time to find. And if a you're new not hobby. listening to this, we just wasted hours of our time. <laughs> no shit, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're not going to be using this last bit of time jerking off and playing video games. Oh, yeah. could have ordered Preston's butthole as a medallion. Yeah. I'm going to do that right after the podcast is over. Yeah, we might as well. We should each do one of ourselves and then mail it mysteriously to one of the other people. So you don't know whose b-hole you're going to wear, but you know it's going to be one of us. Uh, <laughs> they better do overnight shipping so we ain't got much time. <laughs> yeah, it's Thursday can't. night. You got to so let it dry, then you got to mail it back. That's, oh, man, that's true. Uh, well, might as well, guys. What do you have to lose, huh? Yeah. <laughs> actually you know somebody's got to help you pour the kit in your butthole so rob who's gonna help you deborah hey fuck you buddy <laughs> wow <laughs> now i don't feel so bad for that micro robot jerking you off joke <laughs> <laughs> oh sad no one's gonna my hear mom, these jokes my mom will do it fuck all y'all yeah she saw his butthole the day he was born she'll see yeah. it the night before he goes out it's, it's a circle, okay. right? Just like a butthole. It's a circle. Oh, look, Rob is single. Let's make fun of him. He'll make <laughs> him real happy. <laughs> we love you, Rob. <laughs> we love you, Kristen. Rob. Oh. I just want you to say that your mom was going to pour a uh, plaster in your asshole. That's <laughs> that was a baited question. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. This is right around the time where we should probably go ahead and cut. 
Uh, and to uh, wrap things up, unless you guys have more news to talk about. All right. Well, <laughs> anybody watch anything good lately? Anybody watching any good premium television? No. no. I mean, I finished up current on Rick and Morty. Damn, mm-hmm. son. I got to finish that episode. I fell asleep last night because I took too much melatonin. Oh, and I finally caught up on uh, Walking Dead Season 7. I binge-watched that on Netflix, so now I'm up to date on that. Damn, Daniel. You're ready for, like, what, two, three, four weeks from now? Yeah. Cool. Cool as a cucumber. We watched Hidden Figures, that uh, movie about the three African-American women who helped launch uh, Mercury 7, Friendship 7. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. You guys check it out, man. It was pretty awesome. I really think I'll pass. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's pretty awesome. Really enjoyed it. So, all right, well, guys, um, what's everybody want to plug? Uh, As always, check out O and D podcast or a podcast from our brothers from another mother, Brady and uh, uh, Big Steven. So uh, check that out. And last episode that just downloaded, Steven gave us mad love and talked about how great our moon episode was. And then Brady said the moon conspiracies are full of shit and gave us no love. So. There's that. <laughs> Damn you, Brady. Check out Sports Cars Unleashed. Hey, there you go. My favorite got it. race car podcast ever with Rich. What do you know about race cars now? Boy, if I ever wanted to know about NASCAR, I'd listen to that podcast. Yeah. Uh, also, Zoom. Pixelated Radio with me, Rich, Bark, and Corey. We talk about <laughs> video games. <laughs> and then also... We have Mark's podcast, Pixelated Sausage Cast, where he just talks about things. None of it coherently. Hey, I enjoy those things. Non-coherence and things. <laughs> Hell yeah. The main event podcast with Evan and Zach. Yeah, Evan did some uh, some research for us the other day to see if there was a Stephen King's It porn parody, and there had not been one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Although um, I forget who it was, sorry guys. Somebody sent a picture to me, and it Stephen was called King's tit. Stephen King's tit. <laughs> it was a picture. That was of Corey. King. Good job. Corey. Was yeah, it was Corey. Corey. Right. Thanks, Corp Cor. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is Stephen King's rascally old nipple. Ugh. He was like Stephen King's tit. <laughs> yeah, that's adorable. So, and guys, if you have a beard, gals, if you know a guy with a beard, or if you want to grow a beard, um, ladies included, I guess we shouldn't discriminate. Check out BigDobsBeardBalm.com. Guy has some great stuff for your beard. We all three use it. I just picked up a Dundee Cedar. And uh, if you ever wanted to smell like a lumberjack... I don't know what that means. Let me tell you something. I think I should be out there chopping down trees right now. Pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. I'm looking at Bay Rum. That sounds good, too. Spicy and smooth. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. It makes your beard feel really great. I was, I was driving down the street... Um, Yesterday, and this dude was like painting street numbers on curbs for house numbers on curbs for people. And he waved me down. He's like, Hey, dude. And I'm like, Yeah, man, what's up? And he's like, uh, Painting street signs on or street numbers on curbs for 10 bucks. You want me to do yours? Was it like, Gomer Pyle? It was. Cool? Oh, geez. Why are there so many ostriches? And uh, <laughs> he's like, You want me to do yours? And I was like, Yeah, sure, man. How much? He's like, 10 bucks cash. And I was like, All right. That sounds legitimate. 
And then he's like, hey, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how do you get your beard like to glisten like that, dude? Your beard's like literally glistening. And I was like, oh, go to BigDobsBeardBomb.com, man. Check it out. I always wanted to grow my beard out. It just always gets all scraggly and nasty. I was like, you, sir, need to get you some beard balm from Big Dobbs. So check that out, man. Or some so, beard oil. And if you guys want to order some <laughs> if you guys want to order some beard balm, check him out. Go to his website. Use the promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your entire order. With that, thank you so much for listening and joining us, guys. Uh, thanks for supporting us. And we will catch you guys next time for big episode number 40. Have a great day. Deuces, motherfuckers. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. You have two ways. One, email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal.com at gmail.com If you'd like to leave us a voicemail we have that set up too Dial us at 707-523-4263 Again, that's 707-523-4263 We'd really love to hear from you Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal Your guide to the unusual and The Strange Wait, I think Rob's about to die. Quick. Put him in the fridge. Preston, call Deborah and have her wrap him in cold, wet towels. If we can get him to Korea, we can have five clones. <laughs>